Look at my butt. Show number 178 of Look at His Butt, LT and JK Talk Trek. Welcome, friends. Butt fans, our listeners. We love our listeners. We do love our listeners. And we are here. It is the, or we are here. We are each in our respective (laughs) places. And we have our lists of things to talk about. And and I just want to put in a plug for my new favorite alcoholic beverage. (laughs) And when you make one of these, you have to say, release the Kraken! Because it's Kraken rum and, in my case, caffeine-free Diet Coke. Mm -hmm. So good. Do you put a lime in that to make it more like a Cuba Libre? You could, but I didn't, not having a a lime. um, And do you put lots of ice in it so it's nice and cool? Of course, of course. that sounds really good. Yes. I'm just drinking some um, Diet 7-Up in which the ice has all melted. Yeah, well, the ice is pretty much melted. (laughs) My Kraken melted all the ice. But anyway, as usual, Bill is everywhere. He's been at at least three cons since we did our last show. He's been going crazy with the cons. He is all over the place. Oh, I know. He really, really is. And he's um, he said something on Twitter just yesterday about get ready to ponder the mystery tomorrow, which I thought meant his new record was coming out today. Oh. But I went online and everything I found says it's coming out in October. So, I don't know. I don't know. But regardless, we do have things to talk about. Yes. And the first one is, I think, the one Bill would like us to lead off with. (laughs) Because we know how he loves driving fast and things that that go fast. So, the, the big news is that Bill is going to go on a cross country motorcycle trip. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I want to point out that in this article, which is from Trek Today, yes, um, it says, "I'll drive." Bill says, "I'll drive it from Chicago to L.A." I know. If there's a big send-off, I'm going. So, that's not really across the country. That's halfway across the country. Well, Bill will not go in a straight line. <laughs> <laughs> Because he's going to be just going around in circles in the, in the Southwest, right? <laughs> la, la, la. La, la, la. Well, there is also, um, in this article, there are three pictures, and the middle one of him on a motorcycle and smiling is one of the nicest pictures. Oh, it's it's a gorgeous picture. Yes. And um, so um, here's what it has to say. Um, a call from Kentucky artist, Dewey Bloomberg, I believe so I said, to William Shatner, has led to plans for a co- cross-country motorcycle trip for the 82-year-old Shatner. Known to Shatner as a former horse trader turned sculptor, Bloomberg told Shatner that he wanted to do a motorcycle for his ne- next project. And then a chance encounter at a convention led to a motorcycle shop o- owner offering to make a custom motorcycle for Shatner for free. I said, ooh, said Shatner, (laughs) because a motorcycle for free made for you? How could that be bad? (laughs) Shatner decided that the motorcycle company, American Wrench, and Bloomberg should get together calling it a practical way to get the motorcycle art on a bike. After a flurry of phone calls, the motorcycle artwork is in progress and has expanded to three motorcycles. Mm -hmm. 
So the idea is we'll make three motorcycles, said Shatner. One I'll take, and I'll drive it from Chicago (laughs) to L.A., and these other two will be for sale. We'll announce it at some point, and we'll sell two. What a thrill to drive a motorcycle cross-country. That's so awesome, and I do hope that there is a big send-off in Chicago oh, so that yeah. you can go and see him and throw confetti or whatever it is that they're going to Or my have. panties, you know, whatever. Or that, too, and then and you can say to Bill that you think he's really sexy. and Yes. He'll, he'll remember you, and he'll be like, oh, that was you. <laughs> that was you. Anyway, I just think it's very exciting, and, you know, knowing how Bill loves motorcycles, and um, I'm sure he's very excited to do it, too. Oh, yeah. Do you think he's going to have, like, a, a motorcycle caval- cavalcade where it's going to be, like, him in the front and then two people behind them and two more people behind them, and they're going to be going down the road like a, a Hell's Angels gang? I would not be surprised if it turned into the William Shatner Celebrity Motorcycle Ride for Charity. Oh, that's true. Where he it was probably. him and, you know, several celebrity buddies, you know, like Br- mm-hmm. Brad Paisley and, you know, various people and, you know, all just, you know. Mm-hmm. So, that's uh, great. I think that's um, wonderfully exciting. Do, do you know if Elizabeth rides a motorcycle? You know, somebody asked him something once about how did Liz feel about it and... I can't remember what he said, but it was kind of, it was kind of a jokey way of saying, well, she doesn't care for them or something. But I might have dreamed that, so I don't really know. So okay. I don't know if Liz is going to be with him or I don't know if those plans have firmed up enough. And plus, they've mm-hmm. got to build these motorcycles. You know, it's not starting next week or anything. That's true. I, I wonder, it didn't say when they're going to do it, did they? No. Okay. Because it's soon it's going to be winter. Mm-hmm. Um, and it would probably not be a good idea for him right. to do this in winter, one would imagine. Right. Well, he um, he was at Comic-Con, I believe, and he was talking d- about driving fast. And he had was talking about some fast, fast car he had. And he was driving, I think this was when he and Liz went to pick up the two new puppies in Texas and drove them mm-hmm. home. And um, so Bill was driving, and he said, we were out in the middle of nowhere, and so I just opened it up and got up to 155 miles an hour. (laughs) Oh, my God. And then he thought, hmm. I'm sure Liz was probably real happy with that, especially with the dogs in the car. Yeah. (laughs) And and he said he, he thought, hmm, 155 miles an hour. If I crash and get killed, nobody will go to that con, so I better slow down. <laughs> They'll cancel Comic-Con because Bill can't be there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Bill. God. 155. 155. Yeah. So, anyway. That's pretty exciting. And, yeah, I would love if he would, you know, do a big launch from Chicago so me and all the other Shatner fans can be there, too. Yeah. Well, to keep wish your eyes him well. And see, I mean, there's probably going to be something in your local media about it. And, yes. Um, certainly they'll be featuring it on Trek Today and all that stuff. Yes. Now, our next little thing mm-hmm. is a quiz. I know you love when I come up with a quiz. <laughs> Yay, a okay. quiz. Now, the quiz is, I sent you the link, but I asked you not to watch it. it was I, I didn't look at it. Good. It, it, Jennifer sent us this. It was from, it's the top 10 Kirk fight moves. And it is a very funny video. So definitely go watch it later and um, 
everyone should go watch it because the commentary is very funny. But they gave these top ten fight moves names. Oh, good. So I want to read you a name and see if you could tell me what episode it's from. Oh, what episode it's from. Okay. Or, you know, when he used it, something, or what the move is. Okay. Okay. The first one is pillow blindness. <laughs> pillow blindness. Um, I think that was in um, Cloudminders. When what's her name tried to uh, kill him in bed? Oh man, that was in um, Wink of an Eye when he fought off Road Jack by throwing a pillow at his face. Oh, okay. And and they called it Kirk has to retaliate sleepover style. <laughs> okay. But I thought he I thought he used a pillow against what's her name. Well, in, maybe um, he did. You know, it's quite okay. he used many of these moves many times, as they do mm-hmm. point out. Um, now this one he used a lot, so you can name almost anything. The ear slap. <laughs> Um, I'm trying to remember if he even tried using the ear slap on the Gorn, because it's possible that he did. He did, and that was the episode that they chose. Okay, so the next one. Yes. The kiss and dismiss. Kiss and dismiss? What could that be? Um, I don't know. What is that? That's when he kisses Shanna and punches her. <laughs> one of my favorite moments. Awesome. Okay. I like that. Okay. That's very good. This is a variation on the gratuitous shoulder roll. The okay. human bowling ball. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can totally picture that in my mind. I'm having a hard time um, remembering what episode that might have been in. Well, the episode they used for that was the one with uh, Vale. Where oh, yes, um, yes. Vale has told the villagers to go kill them all, and right. Kirk fights a number of them off by just rolling right into them, and they fall over him. Yes, the apple. Uh-huh. Yes, okay. the apple. Okay. The human projectile. <laughs> um, uh, that would be just launching himself at, his, at the enemy. Right, and so there's many episodes. The one they chose for it, I was really happy to see, is um, this is one I get the name mixed up with all the other ones that have tomorrow and yesterday and everything in it. But it's one with Captain Christopher. Right, that is tomorrow is yesterday. Okay, and you know the the army guys come in and Kirk like throws himself at all three of them, and that's yes, great. It's great. Okay, the Wall of Destruction. <laughs> These names are so funny. Aren't they good? The wall, the wall of destruction. So that would be um, when he um, uses the wall as a, a launching pad. Um, and he did that in um, Journey to Babel, actually. Very when good. When he was fighting the Andorian. Yes, very good. That. Yeah, it was like a variation on flying butt kick or something. And, yeah. Yep. And uh, <laughs> the, their commentary is pretty funny because they point out, you know, he goes at it worldwide, West, wrestling for Federation or whatever style, you know, bounces mm-hmm. off the wall and more or less falls sort of onto the Orion <laughs> and sort of not. He says, but it does leave him vulnerable because the Orion comes right up behind him and stabs him. So that's right. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. The scissor choke. Oh, of course. Well, we know what that is. That's when he um, tries to get the enemy with the, the legs. Now, 
didn't he try to do that in Tomorrow is Yesterday? I seem to remember him, like, grabbing something and well, swinging his legs up. In that one, he, he grabs a, a conveniently placed, like, pull-up bar that's in the doorway yes. and swings and kicks. But the one they have in mind is from Space Seed. And remember, he wraps okay. his legs around Khan's throat. Oh, yes, okay. Squeezes right. with his mighty thighs. His mighty thighs. His yeah. mighty thighs. Okay. Um, this one is used so often, I can't even remember what the episode was they chose. The Kirk kick. Is that just his flying kick? More or less, yes. So that's okay. oh. everywhere. I was going to say, that's every episode. Yes. Now, the Shatner chop. Is that just like the... the is that the single chop, like just on the on the neck, or is yeah, it the where it chops chop? their neck? It doesn't matter. Okay, because the double chop was a little rarer. He used the yes. single chop all the time, right? But he did use the double chop. Mm-hmm. The double chop, I always thought was sort of a variation on the ear slap. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, th- I believe I believe he did use the double chop on the Gorn. I think so too. Okay, number one. Because by the universal laws of the uh, mathematics, two is more than one. The double fist. The double. Oh, the the, the <laughs> fist together. It's swinging. like you hit him twice, but you hit him <laughs> once. <laughs> <laughs> and they do like a whole sequence of showing a bunch of those. Oh, that's so. Fun. I will always remember that from the the annotated works, the complete yes. works. Yes. Yes. Because that was brilliant. <laughs> So those are the top ten Captain Kirk fight moves, which I thought I thought just the names were great. But everybody, you do have to go watch this video because it's only like four minutes long and it's very clever. And plus, they end it on one of my favorite Kirk shots ever. So you're going to have to watch it to see what that is. Oh, that is great. Um, I just wanted to, before I forget, I forgot to put this on our list, but um, last show I had talked about this new book that's coming out um, called These Are the Voyages. Mm -hmm. And I neglected to note the first time I looked at it that if you, um, there's a a separate website set up for it by the publisher. And if you go there, they have a sample of one of the chapters that (gasps) you can read. And I went there and I read it and it was amazing because that particular chapter excerpt was about shore leave. Uh Um, And they were just talking about some of the um, difficulties involved in shooting it because it was all on location and the tiger and, you know, all of that stuff. But they had a really long interview with um, the dude who played Finnegan. Um, His his name is Bruce something or other. I can't remember his name. And it was so interesting to hear him talk about that whole thing, like the creation of the character mm-hmm. and how they choreograph the fight scene and, and just everything. It's so, so interesting. And it, it seems like um, to hear him tell the story, what ended up being in the episode was actually a bit different from the way it was written in the script. Like the, the conception of Finnegan as this sort of likable roguish character was uh-huh. very different from how it was originally <gasps> conceived. Oh, wow. So, so he and the director kind of came together and talked about this, and, and Shatner thought it was a good idea, too. Mm-hmm. So the three of them just worked it out that it was more of a, you know, fun, competitive thing than Finnegan right. just being this awful bully that everybody hated. Yeah. So I just thought that was great. Oh, that's um, great! I'm going to have to go go watch or go read that. 
It's so interesting. And so he and Shatner worked out a lot of the choreography themselves. So mm-hmm. what you see on the screen is just them kind of saying, well, I'll do this and I'll do this and mm-hmm. then you'll fall down and I'll do this. Just so interesting. So I cannot <sighs> wait for that book to come out. Really? Oh, I like it. Yeah. I know one of the clips they showed in this, this thing uh, was, oh, no, that was part of the Gary Mitchell fight. They didn't show any of the Finnegan fight. In the clips, I don't think. But anyway, oh, that's so cool because I love the Finnegan fight. Yeah. It goes right through a commercial break. It's such a great fight. <laughs> it does. It goes forever. And and Kirk's shirt gets ripped for no reason. That's what I really oh, like about yes, it. Yes, and it's just hanging off him at the end. <gasps> it auto rips. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> You've been fighting for one minute and 12.5 seconds. <laughs> It's on a timer, you know. It is, yeah. It totally is. Mm. Cool. Well, that's awesome. Well, speaking of how characters were developed, there is more out on the evolution of Space Seed. Yes, I read this. This was fascinating. Oh, okay. All right. I wasn't sure if you had read it, but I thought this this was wonderful. This whole series of of articles is so great. Um, And I'm going to end up reading a lot of this, so... Mm-hmm. I hope everyone will be patient. Um, well, blah, well, you're doing it so they don't have to, so that's good. That's right. Yes, if you're illiterate, you can still enjoy our show. <laughs> um, let's see. In our first article, we discussed the imaginative outline submitted by Carrie Wilbur. Um, a series of memos by producers Gene Kuhn and Robert Justman and Gene Roddenberry, but we will speak of his contributions next article, helped reshape the outline to something closely, although not exactly, resembling the Space Seed episode of which we are all familiar with, with no, of which we are all familiar. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Uh, then they talk about people's various roles, who was the producer, and so let's get down here to the details. Mm-hmm. On September 2nd, Gene Kuhn responds to Wilbur's outline with a two-page memo. He rightly praises the outline for its creativity and for being one of the best the Star Trek offices had yet received. However, there are some problems that Kuhn feels Wilbur needs to fix as he begins to write the actual script. Some of the more interesting changes include, one, removing the game of chess because, firstly, Spock doesn't cheat, see our first article, and secondly, Kuhn felt there were too many scripts featuring the chess game motif. The Marla MacGyver's character was a communication officer originally and should not be because Uhura has that role. Marla should have some other function. Wilbur's outline specifies the date occurring about 500 years in the future, and Kuhn remarks that they do not want to specify when the adventures are occurring, although obviously later we do learn of the 23rd century setting. Spock's many peculiar behaviors in the outline, from cheating to having special mental powers, must be removed. A more concerned Bob Jessman writes a memo on September 6, 1966 to Kuhn and CC to Roddenberry, Jeffries, and story consultant Stephen Carab- Carabazzos. Spade's Space Seed would be his last episode as story consultant, interestingly. He laments the cost of producing the episode and also offers some important reminders about the spirit of what Ch- Star Trek is about. He writes, The treatment itself, as presently written, is incredibly expensive and difficult. However, the story is well worth saving. There is more financial retribution inherent in this story treatment than in the original treatment of City on the Edge of Forever. I'm not sure what financial retribution means. 
I don't understand that. I didn't understand it when I read it, and I okay. still don't understand it. Justman goes on to say that while Wilbur's outline is good, it is more Buck Rogers than Star Trek. When are we going to do another Charlie X, he wonders. We need more people stories. Humorously and ironically, and true to Roddenberry's many stories of his strained relationship with the network, at almost exactly the same time as Justman wants more Charlie X-type people stories, an NBC manager of film programming writes a memo basically saying no more Charlie X-type episodes because they are too ponderous and not good for ratings. That he's an idiot. However, the most important memo is arguably written and sent during the days of September 7th and 9th by Gene Kuhn to Carrie Wilbur, where he takes all of his ideas and those of others like Justman and writes a missive about changes that need to occur, including the removal of the expensive keel hauling sequence. But I still want to know how the fuck you do that. But what makes this memo so important to the history of Star Trek is that Kuhn details and reshapes the Erickson character, the original name for Khan, um, from a petty thug into someone much more important and much more of a challenge for our heroes. It is in this memo that Khan is born, if not in name, in spirit. Kuhn writes, most important, I think, is for us to reach an understanding on the character of Erickson. I want to rather do more with him than you have indicated in the story outline. Kuhn recognized that by being a man out of time, Erickson has the potential to be Kirk's most important adversary. He wants Erickson to be, quote, in fact, very similar to James Kirk, our captain. That's like Mike Nesmith, our leader. Except that our captain has made an adjustment to this world and this culture. Then Kuhn offers a challenge. In other words, Carrie, build us a giant of a man. Mm-hmm. That's so awesome. Isn't it? It's great. And they did. And it did end up being a people story, too. At, at yes. the same time as it was a great action story and tension and all that stuff. It wasn't and he did end up, over time, not just this episode, but later in the movie, being Kirk's most awesome and in, important and challenging adversary. Absolutely. That's so cool. I can't wait to read the next installment. I know. I know. Mm-hmm. I just think think it's great. So. Yeah. Isn't it amazing? I mean, after all these years, that there's still stuff to know about Star Trek, you know? Uh Uh-huh. Things that you didn't know about the episodes and the memos and that people can still write books full of really interesting information and not stupid minutia like, you know, what was the number of the door? Yes, yes. Not crap like that, but things like here's how the characters were fashioned and this was the idea behind this particular episode. Yeah. Amazing. I'm so glad that there are still people interested in in, um, making this information available to people who want to know about it. Especially while it's still there and hasn't been thrown out. Mm -hmm. And while some of the players, and by players I mean more than the actors, but, you know, everybody involved, are still alive to, to talk about it. Like you were saying, Finnegan. You know, for him to be, be talking about that and getting it on the record, I think that's wonderful. It's great. So I'm happy. I'm so happy. And that's a great series of articles. Can't we wait to read the next one? Yes. Well, they are doing the Tenudos another appearance this coming week somewhere outside of Chicago. But with work and all, I'm just not going to be able to to go do it. But um, I really am enjoying these articles. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Okay. Um, Can can we go from the sublime to the ridiculous? Absolutely. The thing. 
at Entertainment Earth. Okay. <laughs> you go ahead and talk about it. <laughs> well, so you sent me the link, and it said dog bed. And I thought, <laughs> okay, what is that going to be? But I didn't expect this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so it says Star Trek original series Captain's Chair Dog Bed. And it's a dog bed that really looks like the captain's chair. <laughs> of course. And it's mostly black, and it's got the armrests on the side, and it has little buttons on it, too. <laughs> like your dog could press the buttons and make things happen. And then right in the middle, it has the Star Trek insignia. Yes. And it costs, it costs 80 bucks. I know. I was thinking, ooh, Jack's Christmas present. And then I saw the price. But Okay, here's what it says. Give your dog his or her own captain's chair featuring faux suede, a gold embroidered insignia, and embroidered panels on its arms. Chances are, if you've been binging on reruns of Star Trek, your beloved pooch has too. So what better gift to give him or her than this super comfortable Star Trek original series captain's chair dog bed with custom-shaped faux suede, a gold embroidered insignia, and embroidered panels on the arms. This chair was lovingly designed Aww. for the Star Trek fan, and more importantly, that fan's lucky dog. <laughs> The Star Trek original series Captain's Chair Dog Bed measures 32 inches long by 27 inches wide, so it's big enough for dogs of most sizes! Woo! Exclamation point. <laughs> did you read the comments? I, I did. So the first one says, um, the heck with the pooch, I'm getting this for my couch. <laughs> <laughs> and then the second one is from a cat. Of course. Or his kitty, and it says, I feel discriminated again. Perhaps you should change the name to Pet Bed, as I am demanding that, that my humans get this for me. <laughs> I think it's really cute. I'm not going to spend oh, yeah. $80 on it, but it is it's really, very, very it's very, very nice. Um, and yes. for just because people might be wondering, I'll give you an update on Jack the Podcasting Dog. Um, I recently had to be out of town for almost an entire week, and so Jack went to his dog sitters, who loves him, and he has a wonderful time there. I have no worries about him. But when I got home, she knew when I was getting home, so she dropped him off that afternoon. So he was here, and I got in. Oh, he was so happy to see me. We played for maybe three minutes, and then he fell asleep exhausted because he'd had a whole week of worrying <laughs> Oh. Where was I? When is she coming home? <laughs> but he's such a good little boy. And if any dog does deserve a captain's chair dog bed, it's him. But, you know, that means nothing to him. Mm -hmm. So. Oh, he's a good dog. Yes, but th I think they did a really nifty job on this. They did. I it's, think it's most cute. dogs would just adore this. It's true. I agree. It's very nice. It's 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 nice enough that you could put it in your living room and it, it would look cool. Like you could be <laughs> like, Oh, that's a really interesting dog bed. You've yes. Got there. Yes. Okay, um just a brief little thing which I loved is a recent tweet from Bill just the other day. Someone asked boxers or briefs. And Bill's response was, What? No commando option? Ah. <laughs> Good one, Bill. Good one, Bill. Yep. We knew that. 
And also on the sublime to ridiculous, um, let's go to the crocheted Spock ears. I, I was just looking at that, actually. Um, um, yeah. it, this was not on Etsy. But Amazingly enough. <laughs> <laughs> these crocheted Spock ears are, are pointy earmuffs, basically. Basically, yes. And um, they're, so... They're ugly. I don't like them. I know. I think they're horrible. <laughs> I, I don't understand how they stand up. Because well, there doesn't seem to I don't know. You can them. download the instructions at Crochame. Yeah, so maybe maybe you you know put something in them to make them stand up or whatever or just be very gentle with them but man no like we were saying <laughs> it's so cool that people like the Chinudos and everybody are are gathering historical important information and then there's this yeah <laughs> you know no I don't want that. No. Okay, I'm closing that window now because I don't want to look at them anymore. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Why don't you tell us about another award that Bill is about to get? This is so amazing, and it makes me so happy. This has been all over the news. Bill is getting an award from the Stratford Festival in um, Ontario, where, of course, he was one of the – he wasn't in their first season. I believe he started working with them in their second but he is going to be the the 2013 recep- recipient sorry of its legacy award mm-hmm. here's the quote i am proud and happy to be a canadian and proud and happy to receive this canadian award i guess i am just proud and happy <laughs> he's being honored um on monday october 21st and here's what um artistic director antoni simolino says as a screen and television actor william shatner has had a legendary career he is known around the world for his iconic portrayal of star trek's captain kirk and for a host of other leading roles including tj hooker and boston legal's denny crane But many people may not realize that he has also won acclaim as a classical actor. One of my favorite pieces of Stratford lore is the story of William Shatner going on as the understudy for Christopher Plummer's Henry V in 1956. He became an overnight sensation. In fact, Chris later reflected, I knew then that he was going to be a star. Mm-hmm. It gives us great pleasure to pay tribute to William Shatner and his legacy at the Stratford Festival. We look forward to creating a tribute worthy of his illustrious career. Mr. Shatner was a member of the Stratford Festival Company for three years, beginning in its second season. I was right. Yes, 1954, exactly. when he played Lucentio in The Taming of the Through. True. Through (laughs) (laughs) the young lord in Measure for Measure and a member of the chorus in the acclaimed production of Oedipus Rex. In 1955, he played Lucius to Lorne Green's Brutus in Julius Caesar, Gratiano in The Merchant of Venice, and reprised his role in Oedipus Rex. In 1956, the year he famously understudied Mr. Plummer, Mr. Plummer, God, it's that Kraken. Mr. Shatner played Gloucester in Henry V and Fenton in The Merry Wives of Windsor. He then toured to Broadway playing Usum Kasane, okay, maybe, in the festival's production of Tamburlaine the Great. And then they list a ton of uh, TV credits. I know it just goes on and on. It takes them like. But here's the thing: I never knew Bill was on Mork and Mindy. Oh, 
that's unfortunate. We're no, going to have to look that, that up. Yeah, definitely. Um, now, did you see how much it cost to attend this thing? Yes. Holy crap. Yep. I can't believe it. Um, you can so, you can buy a table. The silver yeah. is 25000 and the bronze is 15000 Holy God. Oh, well, well, that's nice. The previous uh, recipients last year was Dame Maggie Smith, who was a festival company member for four seasons between 1976 and 1980. The first recipient in 2011 was Christopher Plummer, member of, of the company for 12 seasons beginning in 1956. Mm-hmm. So... Good job, Bill. Well I done. hope whatever their their tribute is, I hope it's something they will put online. Yeah, that would be nice. It would be okay. so cool if they had, for some reason, you know, like um, film footage. You know, many times companies film their plays, mm-hmm. you know, just for archival purposes or photos, you know, early photos we haven't seen. That would be good. I'd like to see that. So yes. A lot of other people. Yes. Not enough to pay $15,000, but still. Still. Yes. Um, that's awesome. And good. Like, it's so good that Bill's getting another award. He'll put it next to his Emmys um, by, by the, the fountain. Yes. Yeah. To, be, to be splashed by those. Let's see. What else is on the list? Um, well, I have a, a little, just a, a piece of local news, which is sure. that... Um, Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen are doing a play in Berkeley. They're they're doing a Pinter play. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're just like hanging around in Berkeley. And um, one of my uh, work coworkers' husbands uh, gave directions to Patrick Stewart just the other day. <gasps> really? Yep. He was just tooling around in his car and and stopped and said, <laughs> "Well, okay, this is a local thing, but uh-huh. um, where we live, uh, there are." cities and there are counties and um there's the county of alameda and mm-hmm. then there's the county of contra costa they are separated by a line of hills so um patrick stewart pulls up and, and says to my co-worker's husband how do i get to contra costa <laughs> as if it was a city yes like, you know what street do i take to get there and so he had to have it explained to him that it mm-hmm. wasn't actually a city it was an entire giant county right that spans many 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 miles so it's huge more specific it is huge so anyway but anyway yeah they're they're hanging around they're just doing stuff well more news about that one of or a couple of my san francisco theater friends were visiting and they told me about this and mm-hmm. um Berkeley rep is raking in the bucks over this. I know. It, it's a huge thing. It's a huge thing. And apparently, at least initially, you could only get tickets to this if you bought season tickets. And the season tickets, like, sold out. And um, also, it's going to New York. It's going to be on Broadway. Yes, I was just reading that. They did an interview with them, mm-hmm. the two of them in the paper, and that's what they're going to do. And they're they're pairing it a pinter play and, I think, waiting for Godot. As yes, well. yes. So, yeah, that's that's very interesting. And the other two actors who are in this are also well-known, but I am just blanking on their names. I feel terrible about it, but I can't remember. that's life. Yeah. Well, I have one more thing, and then I think we yes. should break and then do our Etsy segment. Yes. Okay. This These are a few facts you may not know about Bill. And we know most of them, but there are some good ones. This is from Rama. <laughs> Um, this is a guest post from actor, comedian, and voiceover artist Eddie Deason. Yes, I, uh, Eddie Deason's great. I love him. Oh, okay. Gosh, you oh, know everything. You know what? 
Oh, so, okay. The movie, I Want to Hold Your Hand, we've talked about that yes. movie, haven't we? Yes. He's in that movie. He's the geek guy. Oh, who, man, how cool. Yeah, that's him. Okay, yeah. now I know who he is. Well, okay. we got to read his first paragraph because... Just because. What can you say about the icon of icons, the cult figure of cult figures, the man who is one of the most worshipped individuals in television history, Mr. William Shatner? (laughs) Although he has had a very checkered and eclectic movie, stage, and TV acting career for almost six decades, as well as we all know so well, Shatner will forever be Captain James Tiberius Kirk, the captain of the starship USS Enterprise on the classic TV series Star Trek in the minds of the legions of devoted fans. And then it goes into a bunch of stuff. What? I, I like the way he says Mr. William Shatner. That's like Miss Peggy Lee. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Here are the, the it, it took, he um, found a few facts that you might not have known. Um, this first one I did not know. In his early performing days, Shatner was once required to play the piano in a scene with music supplied off camera, then pull a weapon from a drawer to kill another actor. First, the piano cue went badly. Then the only weapon available turned out to be a corkscrew. (laughs) Shatner carried on, and in his own words, I screwed him to death. You know, that might be true. Or, or not. <laughs> or not. Um, I knew this next one. As a teenager, Shatner worked as a camp counselor at Camp Benai Brith in the Laurentian Mountains of Quebec. Mm-hmm. He wrote and directed a college musical, The Red, White, and Blue Review. Now, I do know that he, that he did write and direct things in college. I didn't know the name. Mm-hmm. Here's something. Did you know this? He was the understudy of Christopher Plummer. <laughs> That's amazing. That's a, a very, very little-known fact. I'm sure he's very proud of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe they'll even give him an award for it. Yes, time. maybe someday. Um, <laughs> shortly, okay, we know about his divorce. We know about the Halloween mask. Now, this I didn't know. His face appears on the cover of the official first aid handbook issued by the National Safety Council, stemming from his time hosting Rescue 911. I so want a copy of that. Really? <laughs> I really do. Uh, let's see. Especially if it's that picture that they're showing right there, because I like that. That picture. is it. That, that is a very cool picture. Then it goes into auctioning a kidney stone, and he says, to this day, he has not recovered from the depression brought on by the death of his father. I don't think that's true. I don't think that's true either. Can I also make a correction to this list? Yeah. Um, so Shatner sh- suffers from um, tinnitus, ringing in the ears, along mm-hmm. with Leonard. Um, the two both had their hearing damaged in the 67 episode of the series, Arena. That's wrong, because it wasn't Arena, um, because Spock spent the whole episode of Arena on the bridge of the Enterprise. No. When was he where an explosion? Okay, Arena's the Gorn one, right? Yeah. Okay, first they go down to a planet to find out what has happened, and they find out that everybody from the outpost is dead, and then... The people in the Gorn ship or whatever start firing on them. And that's where Shatner does this incredible gratuitous shoulder roll and then does the elbow crawl. And then Nimoy does a really bad elbow crawl over to him. And so it's halfway through the episode before they get to the planet where he has to fight the Gorn. I thought it was in um, the Apple. Well, that is the splodiest episode ever. But here's my thing. Okay. 
Nobody knows how they both got it. Whenever it is reported on, they show that clip, and so everybody says they got it while filming Arena. And that, you know, you can't be certain. I mean, they aren't certain. It's just that clip gets shown whenever it comes up. All right. Well, my immediate reaction to that was that it was wrong, but I, I take your point, and okay. I think you're right. Nobody it is knows. it is kind of wrong, and the other things are all things we already know, though some people may not know. He owned a Doberman in the 1970s named Kirk. Did he really? Yes, he did. It's mentioned in that, that um, Trashy Wear No Man book. Oh, that book. The yeah, that we love so much. In fact, I think there's a picture of him, and the dog is, is named in the picture. So, um, All right. But, yeah, the Rescue 911 picture is really cool. That's great. He looks, um, he's got that little smile, just a little bit, mm-hmm. which I find quite appealing. I think it looks very nice. Yes, he's very sexy. There's a little bit of Kirk-like going on. Yep. Nice, yep, nice blue his, background. And a nice toupee. It's a good toupee. Yep, yep. So, shall we take a break, short break? Yes, let's take a little bit of a break, and then... It'll be Etsy time. Yay! Yay! Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise. Its five-year mission to explore strange new worlds to seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no man has gone before. Talk to us, listeners. We love hearing from you. Send email to lookathisbutt at gmail.com, leave comments at lookathisbutt.blogspot.com, and don't forget our Facebook page, this podcast produced on a MacBook Pro with GarageBand. We need a theme song for our Etsy segment. Somebody should write us one. I, I keep thinking that I'm going to have the time to sit down and write it. I've actually written it in my head. Really? I had, yes, I have. Is uh, it like to the tune of the Elvin show? No, oh. it's much cooler than that. Oh, okay. It's, it's really All right. Good. All right. It, it's sort of a it's sort of a beatnik thing. It's Ooh, really I like that. Okay. Um, so I'll, I'll get around to it. Okay. All right. So we have a bunch. We've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. We've got eight things. Hooray. And order, as usual, from pretty cool things to um, really, really horrifying <laughs> things. Oh, goody. <laughs> okay. So the very first one is a thing I'd actually like to have, and I'm of half a mind to order one for myself. I wish it wasn't $16. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> it's a mug. <laughs> And it's it's called the Star Trek Kirk Gorn Come At Me Bro Mug, and it's really good. It's it's the classic image of Kirk fighting the Gorn, mm-hmm. where the Gorn's standing up and Kirk's sort of like you know trying to strangle him, pushing it away, and the Gorn has a word bubble word bubble coming out of his mouth that says "Come at me, bro." Which I really love. Well, it is um dishwasher and microwave safe. It is, um, and the description's also quite good. It says, a shat-tastic mug for any arena. <laughs> Yay! Be aggressive and greet the day the Jersey, Kirk, and Gorn way. <laughs> Come at me, bro. Gorn and Kirk appear on both sides of the Trek-rific home-printed coffee mug. Make, give, make giving this gift extra special by filling it by filling it with your friend or loved one's favorite candy, office supplies, jewelry, a gift card, or even a coupon for a hug, oh. or even movie passes for Into Darkness. No uh, thanks. No. <laughs> 
but I just think it's so funny. It is. It is. Yes. Okay. So that's a good one. Yes. Okay. Now, now the next one is not horrible, but weird. Um, these. Oh, what do you mean not horrible? (laughs) Wait till we get to the other stuff. Um, (laughs) Okay. These are Captain Kirk painted glasses. Um, not like eyeglasses, but Mm -hmm. glasses, what you drink out of. And there are five styles to choose from. Wine glasses, wine goblets, pint glasses, whiskey glasses, or Pilsner glass. And it's, um, the very familiar picture of Kirk with the two greasy hair that (laughs) someone has painted really, really clumsily in black. I'll say the nose is horrible. It's really, really bad. And I... They get worse, actually, if you kind of scroll through the Okay, I'm going to do that. Let's see what the else we got. The one is oh, the worst. The wine glass is hideous. Yeah. They're just really, really bad. So I, I'm trying to figure out, like, are they painted by hand or are they decals that they put on? Or, Let's know, see. Each glass, I guess. I don't know. They're really ugly, and I don't know why. It says, keep in mind that each glass is hand-painted. Oh, right. Well, they're hand-painted pretty badly, in my opinion. Yeah. And I don't know why you'd want glasses with somebody's face on them anyway. Yeah. isn't, Isn't the point of a glass for liquor is that you could see what's inside of it because of the color? Yeah, this is just a bad idea. This, yeah. It's. Yeah, not not good. Okay, so okay. let's not ever get those. Okay, good, good. Okay. That'll be the plan. Okay, the next one is um, <laughs> uh, 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 it's called Monster Trek Captain Kirk felt handmade original decoration slash toy, and it's a really weird looking thing. It's like this squarish brown monstery guy wearing a, a Starfleet shirt. Um, and it says, Captain James Tiberius Kirk of the Starship Enterprise, Jim is young and adventurous and would be forever getting into trouble without Mr. Spock keeping him in check. He's not afraid to get into a fight, especially over attractive female officers, even if they are green. He's totally hand-sewn with felt. He is a maroon color with a bright yellow shirt, complete with a phaser gun and communicator. He loves to explore and to boldly go where no being has gone before. Mm-hmm. It's a weird-looking thing. It is, and it's kind of reminding me of... What's that horrible, horrible breakfast cereal that looks kind of like a a scrubbing pad? Uh, Shredded wheat? Yes. It looks like a big shredded wheat wearing a bad Star Trek shirt. Yeah, I agree. Um, It also reminds me just a little bit of um, the monster from those Bugs Bunny cartoons, you know, that that doesn't have any arms. (laughs) In in the castle where Bugs ends up in one point, he's sitting down giving the monster a manicure. And yes. Saying, oh, I meet the most interesting people. I love that episode. Did you see the Spock um, one? Yeah, the Spock one's pretty uh, it's weird purple. looking. It's purple. It's purple. It's very strange. <laughs> and also, the Kirk one looks faces. a little like Cartman. Yeah. 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 And they don't have heads. Like, the head and the body is all one yeah. thing. And they just have little black eyeballs and little straight-line mouths. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. That, okay. ugh, that pretty creepy. Pretty yep. creepy. That'll give me bad dreams. Okay. Moving right along, we now come to 
Star Trek hand-painted ornament set. <laughs> so these are Christmas ornaments. And, again, really weird looking because they're hand-painted. Um, it, it's a set of four, Kirk, Spock, Uhura, and, um, as it says here, Sulu, George Takei. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Like, why not just Sulu? Okay, these um, are creepy, and they're $60. I know. Isn't that crazy? Yes. They're really expensive. Um, so, yeah, they're just round balls, you know, like the kind you hang on your Christmas tree. And they're painted with their faces, and it's really weird. Did you see the picture of all of them on the bridge? Oh, no. Wait, I and have to look. click through to those. <laughs> okay. Let's see. I, there's a picture of them hanging on a really ugly little Christmas tree. I know. There's that, but it gets oh, better. Oh, look at that. That's just adorable. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, these bears sort of a strange resemblance to Mr. Potato Head's. They do, yeah. They're just, they're weird. And oh. aside from Enterprise the one, Bridge, not included. <laughs> okay. Um, the, the one that's supposed to be Sulu, I guess, looks a little bit like Sulu, but the other ones don't look like them at all. No. Really. No, it's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> I do like them on the bridge, though. That's so ridiculous. Oh, oh, they offer other ones, too. Um, we, we welcome custom orders, including other popular Star Trek characters like Scotty, Bones, Khan, Picard, Data, Seven of Nine, or even characters from the new movies. Uh, but why no. would anybody want those? <laughs> yeah. I want to get a Khan round Christmas ornament and give it to my worst enemy. <laughs> um, over on the side, I think we should click to and discuss this, the Beatles one. Oh, where's the Beatles one? Oh, I'm not seeing the Beatles one. Well, it's, it's the four one. Beatles, sort of yellow submarine-y. Um, mm -hmm. And they actually, the person has actually done a better job on them than he did on Star Trek. So, anyway, <laughs> just sort of caught my eye. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm noticing that um, there's 148 pieces of feedback, and they're all really positive. Mm. Like, this this is just awesome. Oh. Beautiful. Thank so you. So nobody writes and says, you're insane, and you, well, you know, I mean, who are we to rain on their parade? But that sucks, okay? So... Yeah, yeah. Consider okay. oh, yourself yes, I, I rained see. upon. Yeah. <laughs> okay, there we go. All okay. right, so here we go. Here we start. We're coming into the home stretch here. Yee. The next one is the Captain Kirk charm. And I put this in because this is just the weirdest thing. <laughs> it's just charm. It's not charm and hotness. No, it's not. It's <laughs> I don't even know what it is. It, it, you know what it is? It looks a lot like... The little people that you get in the game of life who sit in those little cars that yes. you drive around the outside yes. of the board game. It's like a peg. Yeah. A head, and it doesn't even have eyes. It just has holes where the eyes should be. Yeah. That that was, yeah. <laughs> um, it says, Captain James T. Kirk, this adorable charm is inspired by the TV series. It's not adorable. It's really not adorable. It's, it's really creepy. Yeah. And it's Very tiny. Strange. But here's what I like. He has a sterling silver eye pin securely attached to his head. So he's ready to be strung onto anything you desire. Oh. Yeah. That's, yeah. Um, can I also say that his hair kind of looks like poo? <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't say that. Of course you it can does. say that. <laughs> it does. It really does. Oh. 
Yeah. Oh. Strange. A charm. It looks to me like know. it's made out of wax, like it was once a candle. But it yeah, says it's made it looks, of polymer clay. It, it looks like it should have a wick at the top that yes. you could just set it. It does. It really does. Yes, it most certainly okay. does. Okay. And they have Spock ones, too, right? I see it over on the side Oh, there. let me look. Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, they yeah, have the is. whole group. Mm-hmm. And they have John Watson from BBC <laughs> Sherlock. I see that. Okay. <laughs> All right. Moving right along. Okay. Now, this next one I actually really like. Okay. I'm almost afraid <laughs> to click it just from the name, but I'm going to click it now. Okay. So, I, I entitled this one Lounging Kirk. Oh. It actually just says Captain Kirk, Star Trek print. Um, it's really interesting. So, it's a, a, a line drawing with some watercolor over it of Captain mm-hmm. Kirk. It doesn't look anything like William Shatner. He's no. sitting in the captain's chair, and he's got a phaser in his hands. But he's posed. This is like straight out of a 50s ad for liquor or something, right? Oh, well, he's you know what it was reminding that? me of? The um, the fashion sketches you see. The conceptual yes. sketches. Yes. For fashion or costumes. I but agree. it is kind of neat. I, I just think it's cool, and, and he really, doesn't he look like he's lounging? Yes, he's <laughs> like, yeah, I've got my gun here, you know, and yeah. just casually leaning on all the buttons. <laughs> yeah, and he's got his legs crossed, one leg sort of tossed over the other. Oh, my goodness. He's just kind of looking off screen. He looks very relaxed and in charge of things, mm-hmm. very Madman-esque. Well, here's the thing. Farther down, there is a Madman one of Don Draper. Oh, okay. Very similar yeah. pose, but he, at a different angle, but he's got a cigarette instead of a phaser. Yeah, yeah. So there's just something about it. I was like, wow, that's pretty cool and strange at the it same time. Is. I wish it looked... It is cool but and strange. I, I wish it looked more like Bill. If it, it mm-hmm. just looked more like him, I would like it a lot better. It looks like it came from a very high-quality comic. Yes, he does look like he could be out of a comic book, a really nice comic book. Yes. That is cool in this this strange way. Yeah. But um, So uh, I applaud you, artist. Yes. Press. This okay. Is, this is cool. All right. Then, here come here come the last two. Okay, ready? Oh. This one is original ink illustration of Captain Kirk. And I just don't get this. Um, this original ink illustration is based on, and uh, that's used pretty loosely, the Star Trek character, Captain James T. Kirk. All my illustrations are hand-drawn, and the people are of my own design. Um... This, and I titled it Alien Captain Kirk because mm-hmm. it really looks like an alien, doesn't it? Like when people say they've been abducted by aliens, yeah. this is kind of what they're imagining. Yeah. So the head is diamond-shaped, and the eyes are really, really far apart. And then the rest of the body is just weirdly elongated mm-hmm. and has sort of pods for feet. Like, I just don't get it. Is this supposed to be... A style, or is this just somebody can't draw? <laughs> it's somebody who can't draw but has a style. And if you look at their other drawings there, they are all exactly like that. They're identical. This is sort of the, um, what's his name, Andrew? The fanfic writer? Oh, and um, 
Yes. Andrew I, Troy oh, Keller. This is the yes, Andrew, Andrew Troy Keller of the art world. Yeah. Because he just keeps you. using the same face and putting, like, different hairdos and hats on people. And and look at the hands. They're not even hands. No, they're... they're like... They're... I don't even know what those are. They're like stumps. They're, or mittens. Or mittens. He's got, he's got mittens. He's got hands. mitten hands. Oh, no, not mitten hands. <laughs> and then his hair is like two-toned. It's it's brown and then it's yellow on Well, top. I think they think that's like light shining on it or highlight or something. But, it's yeah. So and the so eyebrows funny. are... <laughs> <laughs> they look like that that kid's toy where there's the little metal filings and you have the magnet and you use it to draw yes. on the man's face. Yeah, <laughs> it's so weird. So oh, Etsy. Weird. There is no end to the wonders of Etsy. Oh, okay. So here we go. Last All right. one. All Last right. One. I promise it's worth it. This is... <laughs> <laughs> Pop art, Captain Kirk painting, pop art, Star Trek wood. This is the weirdest thing I have ever seen. <laughs> I swear to God, this oh. is this is weirder than the the um the Jesus died for your sins thing that we talked about a couple episodes ago. Um, oh, there is so much wrong here. First of all, it's bad. Secondly, <laughs> his hair is red. He's wearing glasses. His no, nose, his nose looks like a little butt, and his <laughs> lips look on. like when I let my six-year-old grandniece put lipstick on me. He's got lipstick. I think he's wearing a Lone Ranger mask, frankly. Okay. <laughs> well, in addition to his Starfleet insignia, he's got two pockets with mm-hmm. apparently pocket protectors, and a, a little sign that I believe says, kick me. Yeah. The hands are just like Charlie Brown hands. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. It's, yeah, it says, Kelly Weingart's acrylic on wood painting featuring Captain Kirk with a hand-painted kick-me sign. She says it's a Halloween reference. It's a hilarious play on a TV <laughs> classic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, it has got two feedbacks. I have to go read them. Oh, let's see what it says. Let us see. This is fantastic. Ship super quick. Painless transaction equals love. Thank you. And the other person gave them a plus but no comment. It's, oh, wow. oh, look, and, and there's a back. If you click through, you can see the back of it also. Oh, there's more, huh? Well, it, it has the name <laughs> of the artist, and then it has the little hanging clip, so you could hang this on your wall. Oh, no. And it's $45. Poor Captain Kirk. It's so weird. And it's huge. It's 15 inches long. Yeah. And wow. yeah, oh my God, that's gigantic. It's just scary. I have to say also that in looking at the whole thing, um, he's got sort of a lump coming out of his, his left hip. <laughs> that's an phaser. Or his colostomy bag. I don't know. (laughs) But because I'm so used to bad art and stuff, the first thing I thought when I saw it was, oh, my God, he has a huge erection. (laughs) Coming out of his hip. (laughs) And I think the way his shoes are drawn, they are concealing Fred Flintstone feet. I think you're right. I think you're right about that. (laughs) Isn't this the weirdest thing? 
just so oh, strange. Oh, and he's got a big blob on his uh, cheek, like maybe somebody wearing really bright red lipstick kissed him. Yeah, maybe his head is just bleeding. Yes. <laughs> just like <laughs> dripping onto his cheek. I don't know. The Kirk that dripped blood. Ah. <laughs> I'm going to put this up on the website so everybody can have a look at it. Well, thank you so much for your continued courageous exploration of Etsy. Oh, Etsy never lets you do it. I am thoroughly awestruck by you. It's... It, it's amazing. Whenever I'm getting ready to do an Etsy segment, I, I go there and, you know, I'm like looking and then I'm not finding stuff on the first two pages and I'm starting to get worried. I'm like, oh, gosh, <laughs> nobody's doing anything crazy. And then as soon as I hit page three, it's all there. And I'm like, oh, my God, we're not even going to have time to talk about all this stuff. And then I have to get choosy. About you need to start your own do. website called Etsy page three. And oh. just put the stuff there. It's amazing. It's really amazing. So, yeah, there you go. Wow. So everybody should head, head on over to Etsy. Take a look at this stuff. You know, yes. Maybe somebody wants to buy those mugs or that great lounging Captain mm-hmm. Kirk illustration because that is a cool thing. Now, there is one more thing that I sent you that I do want to briefly discuss. It was a photograph from a, oh, yeah. a magazine or a, yes, a newspaper thing, that. and it said um, – what was it? Was it because I don't have it in front of me anymore? Was it TV's new Prince Charming? Or yes, that's exactly introducing what it said. William Shatner, and it's a picture of him and Jessica Walters, and they were co-stars of I believe it was for the people. Yes, yes, and it says even those who know him will be astonished at what he's kept secret or something. And so this was posted on the Shatner group, and I put a comment saying, "Where is the article? Haven't heard anything." So I'm hoping that uh, that looks like some juicy made-up gossip, and that's the best kind. And it's a really nice picture of him. He looks uh, very handsome. He's got his toupee firmly in place, and he's sort of gazing at the camera with this, like, dreamy look on his face. Yep. That's our Billy. That's our Bill. Here it is. I'm just opening the picture now. Yes. Yes. It's a lovely black and white photograph. It is. So um, I would definitely like to read that article. Yeah. Yeah. (sighs) Well, on that lovely note, I think that about wraps it up for today. Well, it certainly does. We've had a wonderful show. And um, we'll be doing another show in a couple of weeks again. And remember, the countdown is starting to CreationCon. Yes. And make your plans. We want to have a real blowout of a room party. Bill's going to be at the con, and if we can somehow kidnap him or something, we are taking him to our room party. Absolutely. We'll be the ones, well, I'll be wearing my Look at His Bud t-shirt for sure, so if you happen to see me walking around, you'll know that it's us. We're the ones. We're the butt girls. Well, and I will be drinking uh, Kraken and caffeine-free <laughs> Diet Coke. <laughs> yes, this is true. We'll, and we'll be the ones getting into trouble because we're touching things that we're not supposed to. Yes, yes. Or that's, getting That's mostly me. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I don't know who I was talking to or how this came up. Oh, we were talking about Hummels for some reason mm-hmm. and how ridiculous they are. And I said, well, you know, I was thrown out of a Hallmark store once for l- making fun of precious moments. <laughs> Uh, well, let's hope we don't get thrown out of the con because that would be yeah that, that would be that would be a bummer. But um, yeah, yeah, we will definitely 
you know, we'll come up with something like yelling, we love you, Davy," or whatever. Yes. Yes. Yes, for sure. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening. We really appreciate it. Keep on sending email. Check our blog. Check our Facebook page. Leave comments. Let us know what's going on in your lives. Send us clues to um, interesting things that are online because we just love hearing from you. We do. We do. We love when you send us this wonderfully funny stuff, especially like um, Jennifer sending us the, the list of the Kirk, yes. Kirk fight moves. That's very funny. And I do want everybody to go watch that YouTube and give them thumbs up or whatever you give people on YouTube. Yes. Good. All right. Well, until next time, everybody, take care of yourselves. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back soon with another show. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye.